0: Alright, turn in your Bibles tonight to Romans chapter 3, Romans chapter number 3. Uh, we're going to be looking at diagram number 3 here in the Drawing Men to Christ book. The uh, first week we looked at how we're all going to die, and how the Bible says when we die after this, the judgment, and that judgment's going to be according to truth, and the truth is defined as God's word. Then last week we looked at a couple verses in Second uh, Peter. That in a couple weeks or months, Pastor will get to Second Peter one. Um, we'll see these verses again. But we looked at verses 16 through 21 and just how the Bible is the lighthouse for us while we're out on the sea of life. Now tonight. We're going to look at sin and the Ten Commandments and just how really we can't we can't do it on our own. So we're going to start with um, Romans three twenty three, another one of those very famous verses. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And of course we've all we've heard that many times through our life. But I don't want to. You don't want to take for granted like that people actually know what the word sin means. I looked up the 1828 dictionary definition. Actually, I'll, I'll read it to you. Uh, I I don't recommend using this in the Bible in a Bible study, but I think we'd find it interesting. Um, Noah Webster, 1828, defines sin as the voluntary departure of a moral agent from a known rule of rectitude or duty prescribed by God any voluntary transgression of the divine law or violation of a divine command, a wicked act, iniquity. Sin is either a positive act in which a known divine law is violated or it is the voluntary neglect to obey a positive divine command or a role of duty clearly implied in such command. Okay, that's, that's a mouthful. So you can boil that down to... Um, Sins, uh, things that you do that are wrong, sins of commission, or sins of things you haven't, aren't doing what you're supposed to, sins of omission. So you have the things you should do and things you shouldn't do. Well, we're going to boil this down even further. It's basically, we're going to define sin as missing the mark. So we have a bullseye. Here, we're trying to shoot an arrow. Let's see how he does it. It'll just make my life easier if I just follow exactly what he has written out. There we go. Okay, so sin we're defining tonight as missing the mark. Well, what are, how are we missing the mark? Well, we're going to look at the Ten Commandments. So think of using um, uh, the first commandment, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. And I know we looked at this in the last Bible study. We looked at it close to home a couple weeks ago. But have we always put God first in our life? Um, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, no, I haven't put God first in my life at all times. So I've missed... That mark of the first commandment. And we're not going to go through all all ten tonight, but you could if you wanted to. But really examine yourself and be like, have I always put God first every time that that opportunity has happened in my life? No. So you missed the mark there. Then um, third commandment. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord, thy God, in vain. Have you always, when you've referenced God in name, I mean, one example I like to use is, if you're singing in the hymnal, have you always give God the glory, the respect, his name deserves when you're singing his, his name? Again, me, no. I can say I have broken that law. So I missed the mark on number three. And we're going to look at number five. Thou shalt honor thy father and mother. I haven't always honored my father and mother. And if we examine our hearts, really think about it. We haven't always honored our father and mother. So, okay. Number five, we've missed the mark. And of course we could go through the rest of the Ten Commandments. Um, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. And if you look at these Ten Commandments, thou, a lot of these are, Thou shalt have, they're, they're negative commands. So these are things that, uh, thin, things of commission that we, or would, yeah, it'd be a commission. Um, things that we've missed, things that we haven't done. We have missed the mark when it comes to following the commandments fully. And if this is something you want to do, this study, you could do more Ten Commandments. I mean, you could do all ten. He gives five as an example here. But it boils down to we haven't kept God's commandments perfectly in our whole life. And, of course, if you go to James chapter 2, verse 10... For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Even if you say, yes, I perfectly honored my parents my whole life, and I've always given God uh, reverence in saying his name, and I've always put him first. First of all, you'd be committing uh, the thou shalt not bear false witness. But even if you commit one sin, break it one time, and we'll hear, I'll have, a, I have an example here in a little bit, but you break one of God's commandments one time, in God's sight, you've broken them all. So, that's really a daunting thing to think about. This is what the Bible says. Now, suppose that uh, you think you've kept your God's commandments... Okay, but really, God demands perfection. Um, I'm 32 years old, and I've lived, well, 365 days a year for 32 years, give or take, well, two months, a month, 31 point something, 32 point something. I've lived a total of 11,680 days, plus the extra month, so add 30, today's the 10th, plus 8. So, let's do that math. 8, 11, I can carry the 1. Okay, I've lived approximately 11,718 days. And if I had just the opportunity to omit or commit a sin just once, just once, and... Each of those days, which I've had hundreds if not thousands of opportunities every day. So that, that's just more math. But God demands perfection. So that means a minimum of 11,718 times in my life I needed to commit or omit sin in the perfect way. I would have to have 11,718 bullseyes. Well, that's, that's impossible. It, it's impossible. And again, that's just if you had one opportunity a day, which we have multiple. So thousands of times you have a chance to obey God's law, either in commission or omission. There, there's, there's no way that we have done that. So that's why the Bible says, all have sinned and we have come... Short of the glory of god We're de- and that 's in scale that's that 's really uh, not to scale perfectly, but just think this is perfection that 's way too high for us of course we 've heard the example of you have to be seven foot whatever to get to heaven well that 's going to eliminate certain people or um, What's the one example? Um, you have to jump the, uh, the Grand Canyon. Even if you're the greatest long jumper in the whole wide world, you're never going to do that. Just like hitting this mark 11,718 times, it's impossible. We're not going to be able to do it. This verse comes, is true. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have fallen short of God's standard and God's standard is perfection, and our example of perfection is Jesus Christ. So, with that being said, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Jesus is our example of perfection. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 6 second Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 6 which says for god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ according to this verse jesus christ is the light and the glory of god he is the one that we should look to as He's perfect. He's the one that we are supposed to be living up to, and of course, it's impossible as we've, as we've seen. but he's our example. He's the one we are should be, uh, we should be looking to for um, just for perpe- for perfection. he's the one we're looking towards. Jesus Christ never did a sin. He never did a sin. Uh, he never committed or omitted sin. He never sinned in deed. He never sinned in word. And he never sinned in thought. Um, let's think about those three areas. Like, I know I've sinned in deed. I've sinned in word. I've sinned in thought. If we went through all the Ten Commandments, those will line up to one, each of those commandments, line up to one of those things committing something in deed, word, or thought. Jesus Christ never did that. He is the one we we're supposed to be comparing ourselves to, like, okay, he's the one that is perfection. Um, And we're just looking at this like, okay, I know I've sinned indeed. I've sinned in thought, I've sinned in word, Jesus Christ never did. What does that mean for me? Well, that's what the next diagram's about. So, the introduction of this one, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The glory of God is Jesus Christ, who never sinned in deed, word, or thought And then we're going to be looking at um, next week. Okay, I'm a sinner. We're going to see the wages of sin is death. What about me? What can I do? What is the offering out there for my sin? And with these Bible studies, we're just trying to build one upon another. Like, okay, simple diagrams. This is what the Bible says. This is what you need to do. So we're going to look at diagram number four next week and begin with Romans 6.23. But tonight, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And that should make us think, okay, what do I need to do? And that's what we're going to look at next week.